This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Morant in transition. Oh, John Morant with a man's jam. My goodness. This was electrifying. Look at John. The crank, the throwdown, filthy. Absolutely filthy. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday morning. Let's go out to the Roman guest line and talk to Ryan McDonough. He's joining us, our Odyssey NBA insider. Ryan, great game last night in Brooklyn. The uh, the uh, Grizzlies go in behind John Morant. They win that game against the Brooklyn Nets. 36 points uh, for John Morant. And on the other side, obviously no Kyrie Irving, but that's going to change starting this week. Kyrie's coming back. Um, what, what's your thought, Ryan, on how this is going to impact the Nets? Clearly, he's going to have to play the road games as of right now. But uh, Kyrie coming back to the fold here for Brooklyn. Yeah, good morning. Always great to be on with you guys, and Happy New Year as, as well. Uh, with Kyrie, I, it'll be interesting to see the impact it has. I, I think it'll be uh, intermittent in terms of the impact. Uh, you know, they have one game on the road at Indiana on Wednesday. He's expected to make his debut uh, tomorrow night against the Pacers, and then two home games uh, followed by a, a road trip. So I, it, it's a really, uh, you know, it's an unusual schedule that they have a stretch in mid-January, I believe starting on MLK Day, where they have a four-game road trip. Uh, Cleveland, Washington, San Antonio, and Minnesota. Um, so I, I look for maybe then for Kyrie and the Nets to develop some kind of chemistry and continuity. I think in the short term, guys, it's going to be difficult because he's been out and he'll be in and out of the lineup. But um, this is a team with championship aspirations. Uh, you know, they have as much talent as any team in the league at, at 23 and 12. They're among the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, but I think it'll take some time to develop that continuity and to reintegrate Kyrie into a lineup with Kevin Durant and James Harden. Ryan, I'm not too pleased this morning uh, with what's happening in the awards market in the NBA. We've got some movement here, and it is uh, not to my benefit. I want to I want to hit a couple of these with you. NBA Most Improved Player. I got Miles Bridges before the year at 100 to one. He's been the favorite for most of the season. And after what Ja did last night, Ja Morant, even after missing all that time, he's now the favorite. What do you think about uh, this race between Morant, Bridges, or anybody else? 
Yeah, Morant to me should be more, you know, in the MVP race and the most improved player race. He he has improved significantly, although he was really good in years past. And I and I always think uh, this award tends to go to you know guys who went from above average to pretty good to uh, to very good. And for me, John Morant is is not that. He's gone from very good to, to great. Uh, so Bridges, as you mentioned, has good odds. I also I'm looking at on FanDuel right now. I, I like Desmond Bain, guys, at plus thirty three hundred. Desmond Bain is contributing on a good team, um, and if if the award voters look at Memphis and say, well, who, who's contributed to success there? It starts with Morant. Um, but even when he was out of the lineup, as you guys remember, they had that terrific streak. They won five games in a row. They never trailed in those games. And Desmond Bain uh, was terrific. So uh, looking at the odds, I, I like your pick. And, that, it, you know, great value if you got it 100, uh, you know, plus uh, <laughs> 100 to 1. Now it's, uh, what, 2.5 to 1. Uh, but I, I like Desmond Bain as plus 3,300 as well. If, if a better wanted to get in today for a New Year's bet uh, with, with some upside, I like Bain at plus 3,300. Okay, and what about uh, Defensive Player of the Year? I, I got Draymond at about 20, 25, somewhere in that range. He's the favorite. Rudy Gobert's the second favorite. But I've also seen some some love out there for Giannis uh, with everything they're asking him to do in Milwaukee. Uh, what's your overall view of the DPOY? Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. I mean, especially with, with the odds you got, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd hold Draymond Green. I, I know he is the favorite, but um, you know, he's he's the best defensive player on the best defensive team in the league, and the most impactful defensive player on the best defensive team in the league. Uh, Utah has improved lately defensively. They're up to fifth uh, in the ratings, guys. But in terms of defensive rating, there's about a five-point gap between Golden State, who's number one, and Utah at number five. And, and that's significant. I mean, that's a significant gap in defensive rating. So uh, Golden State is much better than the pack. Uh, you know, Phoenix has is, is closed a little bit of ground as the year's gone on. Cleveland, surprisingly, is a very good defensive team, which is rare for a young team. Uh, but I, I think the Warriors, are, as the best defensive team, uh, Draymond, as the best defensive player, most impactful and versatile defensive player, I think it's his award to lose. Taking a look at the Western Conference, you've got the Warriors at the top, then the Suns, Jazz. Of course, the Warriors are getting Klay Thompson back soon. How much separation do you think there will be between these uh, three teams in the West once he comes back? It kind of seems like the Warriors just might be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Golden State. I, I know everybody probably has with them at, at 29-7, and seven, but as a former executive, I, I look at more who they have had and who they haven't had and with guys in and out of the lineup, and especially what they've been able to do uh, when Steph Curry has struggled. And, and that's something I don't think that has been discussed a lot lately when Steph was chasing that record, um, you know, the all-time three-point record. He slumped a little bit. He, he was taking a lot of threes, but he wasn't very efficient. Uh, I feel like he was pressing a little bit to try to get the record. Um, but we mentioned Golden State's defense. They're by far the best defensive team in the league. And really, I, I think what's uh, stood out to me is um, the front office has done a fantastic job adding low-value, excuse me, low salary players who have a lot of value um, you know guys they signed to the minimum guys like Otto Porter uh, Gary Payton uh, the second guys like that have been really really good uh, contributing players for them so I think the rich will get richer it looks like Clay will return soon uh, potentially this weekend against Cleveland uh, we'll see what happens with James Wiseman that there may not be a rotational spot for him uh, but but I'd be scared guys if I was uh, on another contender uh, about Golden State because they're already the best team in the league uh, they're going to get Clay back uh, they may get Wiseman back as well, and they have three very valuable trade chips in James Wiseman, 
uh, Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga to potentially put in play as well. Uh, so the, the rich could get richer, and uh, I, I think Golden State has looked like the best team. And, um, you know, there may be some short-term bumps trying, trying to reintegrate Clay or Wiseman into the lineup, but uh, I, I think they have been the best team and uh, will continue to be the best team, although, as you mentioned, Aaron, those top three teams in the West, uh, you know, Phoenix and Utah as well, I think are the three best teams in the league. And, um, you know, there's not a ton of separation between the three. I think that, that's where the strength is right now in the NBA in the top of the West. Conference. We're talking to Ryan McDonough, Odyssey NBA insider. Ryan, the Lakers, before losing back to back to the Suns and Warriors, which most teams would, had won five of six. LeBron playing his best basketball of the season, very, very impactful, as, as we always seem to expect from LeBron, but his best so far this year. Do you think the Lakers ha- have turned a corner the last two losses, you know, notwithstanding with those two great teams? Or is this just a product of schedule? What's your thought on the Lakers as they play a little better here lately? Yeah, I, I think they're a mediocre team. I, I really do. I'm not trying to pile on uh, for Lakers fans, but they're a 500 team through 38 games. They're okay uh, defensively. They're they're below average offensively. They have a negative point differential. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis has, has been out, um, but I still have some significant concerns about the fit with the pieces. How Russell Westbrook had that triple double streak lately. Uh, I think, but you know, the, the, again, the pieces don't fit well together. I think Westbrook plays best in transition. That is not the strength of LeBron James now at 37 years old. And uh, Anthony Davis, even in his prime when he's healthy, he's more of a half-court player. That's how he's best utilized. Uh, and then I think the lack of um, shooting will, will, will continue to uh, show up, especially against good opponents in big situations. So um, those top three teams in the Western Conference, we just talked about Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah, and even Memphis in fourth. I think all those four are significantly better than the Lakers at this point in the season. And, and looking at it from a, an executive standpoint, guys, I don't know how the Lakers get a lot better because they're, they're their payroll is very top-heavy. Most of their money is tied up in LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. So uh, I, I have a hard time trying to figure out how L.A. improves themselves, not, not just to be the favorite in the Western Conference, but even to get into that upper tier with the Warriors, Suns, and Jazz. With Ryan McDonough, Odyssey NBA Insider here on BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth. Uh, Ryan, tonight we get a fun matchup, two of the best against the spread records uh, in the NBA, two of the best straight-up records in the NBA. Memphis at Cleveland, Cavaliers are favored by two and a half with a total of 216. Any thoughts? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I, I like... Um 
Memphis in this one. Uh, it's, it's still early, so the injury report for the Grizz has not been submitted. They played a terrific game last night uh, in, in Brooklyn that we discussed. Um, but, but for Cleveland, I, I look at Cleveland. They made the deal, which I thought was sh- smart to get Rajon Rondo into the lineup as soon as possible. Uh, but they're missing a lot of ball handlers. Uh, Ricky Rubio is now out with a torn ACL. Colin Sexton is out for the year. Uh, Chetty Osman is in the health and safety protocols at the moment. Uh, and then Isaac Okoro, more of a wing, but another perimeter player is out. So I know Memphis is on a back-to-back, but the way the Grizzlies have been playing, um, you know, I, I think Cleveland has a big question mark right now in the backcourt. And I expect Rondo to help in time, but it's a very difficult ask uh, to ask a point guard to come in with no training camp and no preseason be airdropped into another team's lineup uh, and then, you know, run the show, call plays or get guys in the right spots and orchestrate the offense. If anybody can do that relatively quickly, it's Rajon Rondo. I, I know that we had him in the Celtics front office, but uh, in the short term, I like Memphis tonight. They're a hot team and I expect them to keep rolling, especially if they're getting points in Cleveland. When you look at tonight's slate, Ryan, are there any other game sides or anything props that you like? Well, I think, you know, going up and down the uh, the, the slate tonight, uh, Aaron, you know, one of the things I've looked at or it's really surprised me a little bit is just how bad the Pacers have been on the road. I look at Indiana, they're 14-23 and 23 overall, but they're only 3-14 and 14 on the road, which, which is really surprising uh, given the talent on the roster. Now, they've had some issues. Uh, T.J. Warren, one of their best scorers, has not played at all this year. Um, Karis LeVert, uh, you know, came back late. Uh, but they have a long injury list tonight. They have a bunch of guys in the health and safety program calls, including some of their top players, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, starting point guard, Chris Duarte, who's been one of the better rookies. Uh, also, Jeremy uh, Lamb, Karis LeVert, and others are out. Um, so I, I, I like the Knicks tonight. I know they, they're missing a bunch of guys as well, and um, at this point, with, with the protocols and injuries, it's kind of a battle of attrition. Uh, but given how poor Indiana has been on the road, and given how many guys they have out tonight, uh, I like the Knicks in that one. I believe at this point, they're giving about two points, and, and I take New York at home. Ryan, it's been a, uh, an up-and-down season for the Boston Celtics. There's been a lot of rumors. That hasn't quite been um, as dramatic as Ben Simmons. At least Jalen Brown is playing, and he's a part of the team. But there's been rumors that Jalen Brown and maybe Jason Tatum aren't going to be together long-term. What's your thought on Brown if the Celtics should trade him, and, and what kind of value you think he has if, um, if he does get on the trade market here? Yeah, I have strong feelings about this. I'm glad you asked that question because I do some work for NBC Sports Boston. I think that's the last thing the Celtics should do is trading Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Those guys are young stars, and they're young, talented, uh, high-character guys who are under contract for a number of years. So if I were in the Celtics front office or advising them, I would try just about everything else first. Um, you know, starting with potentially putting Dennis Schroeder in play. I think Schroeder will have some value at the trade deadline given his contract. Uh, you guys remember he signed the one-year deal um, at, a, at a below market rate, so he'll have value to contending teams. Uh, trading Schroeder would also open up some playing time for Peyton Pritchard, who had had a pretty good December. He's played a lot better uh, lately when he's got more consistent rotation minutes, but Look, the young, versatile wings are the hardest players in the league to find. Uh, Boston has two of them. Their games don't perfectly complement and fit each other, but um, watching Jalen Brown bring the Celtics back when they were dead in the water the other night against Orlando at home, I think they were down 14 points with four minutes left to one of the worst teams in the league in Orlando. Uh, Jalen Brown single-handedly won that game in the end of regulation and overtime. Uh, So, again, I I think that's the last thing I would recommend is splitting those two guys up. I keep them together and move every other piece around them on uh, the backcourt, frontcourt, draft picks, uh, you name it. I, I, I try to do anything else before I split up Tatum and Brown. 
Ryan, I've learned in the first 35 games of the bowl season that I need to stop doubting this squad because they keep proving me wrong. They've now won eight straight games, best record in the East. Do they have a realistic chance of making the NBA Finals? I still have Milwaukee and Brooklyn ahead of them, but but I think you know as one of the top three teams in the conference, they do have a realist, realistic chance. I love how they defend. I, I love you know the impact that a guy like Alex Caruso has had defensively, and they also have something that not many teams do, guys. They have multiple guys who can close games. Uh, DeMar DeRozan had a historic run this past weekend with the two buzzer beaters, and the thing that really stood out about those shots to me, guys, is the team was trailing in both of those games. It's not like the games were tied. Uh, if he misses those shots, they lose the games. He made both of them, and they won. So between DeRozan, uh, Levine, who can both create their own shots and make shots at a high level, and Vucevic is a third option, and then they have defenders um, like Caruso and, and Lonzo Ball. Uh, I really like the way this team is made up. See, I, I do think they have a chance to come out of the Eastern Conference, uh, although from a betting perspective, I would have Milwaukee ahead of them, and then Brooklyn obviously is the wild card. If the Nets are healthy and Kyrie's able to play, Brooklyn is the most talented team in the Eastern Conference, if not the entire league. Really quick, I want to ask you about a bet I might want to do for tonight. Jarrett Allen has been a double-double machine, uh, 18 double-doubles in 30 games. How do you like him to get a double-double tonight against the Grizzlies? I don't see why not. Memphis is on a back-to-back, as we, as we discussed. Uh, the, the only issue, I, the thing I think about, Aaron, is the lack of ball handlers for Cleveland. Can they get Allen the ball in spots to be effective? I think that impacts the scoring more than the rebounding, but I, I like that, especially uh, with a traveling Memphis team going from New York to, to Cleveland to play in a back-to-back. I like that bet tonight. Thank you. Ryan, always appreciate you hopping on. We'll catch up again next week. That was Odyssey NBA insider Ryan McDonough on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. How about that? Right before we get to lightning bets, Erin's making sure she's got this one locked in. A former NBA GM. I wonder what she's going to say. Yeah. He probably thinks I'm a clown for asking that. No, I, I think we're on to something. We should have former GMs on before lightning bets, and we just throw our bets at them, and then we know if we're on the right track. I like this. Right. All right. Lightning bets up next, right here on the Beck You All Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.